0: another edition of us talking about ahsoka the show from the past you're listening in the future in the far future in the year 2072 i hope people are riding around in flying cars (laughs) the cinema wars have finally ended (laughs) (laughs) the last remnants of humanity have banded together people have downloaded this episode into their brain chip I have just downloaded all of the Blast Points episodes, including the lost Ahsoka episodes. (laughs) Oh my god. So we, for the sake of history, we are recording this on the night of Tuesday, September 5th, and Ahsoka episode 4, Fallen Jedi, just like ended like an hour ago, and holy crap. We're history after this episode. (laughs) This is like when you look through a telescope and you see a star, but the star really had exploded millions of years ago, and we're just now seeing the light. We've, We've been dead for at least two hours at this point. All the episodes that you heard recorded after this were recorded from the World Between Worlds. We're up there talking to Hayden Christensen. We're just hanging out. Trying not to fall off the little things. So there's a Michelangelo. Michelangelo incredible guitarist for the the hottest rock band in the world nitro he's i think he's currently still on tour of manowar or at least he was in september 2023 he put out a video the, the follow me here people he put out a video on how to play guitar and in the beginning of the video he says he's going to give you the keys to the lamborghini hi i'm michelangelo from the band nitro and this is lesson one of metal method speed kills what I'm going to show you in this video today is how to master the art of playing lightning fast. I'm going to give you the keys to the Lamborghini. That's the Ahsoka show. Yeah, put, put on a leather jacket and the tightest jeans you can find and turn on Ahsoka. And Ahsoka, a, a, a blue hand is going to reach out of the TV and give you the keys to the Lamborghini. And you know what's funny? So we're, we're talking about the third episode, Time to Fly, and we're talking about the fourth episode, Fallen Jedi. I had a ton of episodes. A ton of episodes. I had a ton of notes from last week's episode, Time to Fly. But do any of them matter anymore after Fallen Jedi? I don't know. I don't, I'm just looking at all these like letters and words I wrote down. The New Republic, Thrawn, Hera, Hyperspace Ring, Sabine. I don't even know anymore. There was a lot of good stuff last week. There re- you know what? There really was. You know what? There's a lot of good stuff every week in this show. There was a little bit here before, like after the third episode, go back in time again, where people were saying, like, oh, it's not moving the story forward and all this stuff. Hogwash. No, I, I thought the first episode was a little slow, but I have no complaints or regrets at this point. The show is kicking me in the face with a orange lightsaber covered in candy. And I like it. It's still like I, the thing I keep thinking about this show over and over and over again is it really does feel like animation style in live action, which makes total sense. And all the people that if there's anyone still after fallen Jedi, still complaining about this show, if this show was animated, everyone would, everyone would be saying this is the greatest thing ever. It's Dave Filoni's baby. It's it's Dave Filoni's Star Wars through and through. I'm just, you know we're four episodes in. I'm still not a hundred percent sure what's going on in this show. He's just messing with us, like like he does. And now, yeah, things are kicking into gear. Even not getting into the fourth episode yet. In the third episode, it's like we got a cool little training segment with uh, Sabine and Ahsoka beating on each other with just wooden sticks with the, uh, the training helmet thing on. And it is really cool to me that they're going all in on like on Sabine, like having no force at all. And it like, it doesn't matter. She can still be a Jedi. And it seems like it's going to be cool that either she's going to, do something with the force unexpectedly and everyone's going to go crazy or the fact that she doesn't have the force is going to somehow like given her an advantage or something and people are going to go crazy. Like it, it just seems like it's it's just a really cool take on doing the master and apprentice thing. It reminds me, there was a really old interview with Dave Filoni a long time ago. It was like before even The Last Jedi came out. I don't remember what the context was or how we got started talking about it, but he was talking about like Bruce Lee and like him saying, like, he could learn martial arts if he wanted to. He will never be Bruce Lee or like he could start playing guitar. He will never be Jimi Hendrix. There are people that are gifted, naturally gifted. And there are people that are naturally gifted in the force. Like we said, Anakin Skywalker, Coyote, Mundi, people that have exceptional skills. And the thing is, is that in just about every Star Wars story we've seen, someone who is learning the force turns into like this great master. But Sabine learning about the force, she is going to be taking something out of it that is her own, which is really cool. Like it's almost like if a normal person just existed in the Star Wars universe, and you were like, "I like the Jedi. I want to learn about the Force. I want to learn the Jedi ways, but I don't have any abilities. But it's going to make a positive impact on my life. But I'm not going to be Anakin Skywalker. That's a cool way to look at it. But then Sabine also is going up against like who knows what, like Balin and like." Like Sati are we still don't one hundred percent know what they are, but Sabine is being thrust into this whole thing now. Well, and it's cool they're playing up the stuff still from Rebels, where it's like Sabine didn't have the Force, but she's a Mandalorian, so it's like she can't move things with the Force, but she's got grappling hooks and she's got you know darts and and kind of jumping ahead to what happens in Episode Four. It's like she has other tricks up her sleeve to kind of make up for for lack of the Force, which is cool. And I like what Ahsoka said in "Time to Fly," where she said, "I don't need you to be a Jedi. I just," she said, "she just needs her to be herself." Yeah, which that's more of the lesson that Sabine is learning: who she is, how she fits in. Which is again, it's a classic Star Wars thing. And I've got to think too that, like, in these stories too, we're almost seeing that with Ahsoka. You know, there was a lot of people saying, like, oh, Ahsoka seems so stoic and she doesn't seem like the character we used to know. And it's like, well, of course she doesn't because she's been through some stuff, some serious stuff. Like, where has she been? She's been, like, living in this ship. She's been, like, hunting down Morgan, like a night sister, trying to find Ezra, knowing, like, the. If they find Ezra, they're also gonna find Thrawn and they could be like mistakenly creating another war. Ahsoka is going through some stuff. And she's also learning who she is at this time. And that's one thing I love in Time to Fly, in the outrageous moment when she's doing the star crash thing and like flipping around on the outside of the ship. She's like her whole demeanor changes because everyone, people were saying like, "Oh, that there's a scene that felt just like Clone Wars," and I feel like it did on purpose because that's kind of like the Ahsoka of old. That that Ahsoka is still in there. You know what's funny? For a second, I forgot about that part because I was thinking about this week and that's how good this week was and really how crazy last week was. Is so, yeah, we got to see after all these years again, Jedi's in space suits doing outer space anti-gravity action the only thing that would have made it better is if she still had the bubble helmet but it's like her tentacles are too big so she has to have a new helmet but i thought i was gonna die when that part when she was like oh just a second and i'm like no no she's not gonna go in space and then sure enough there she was (laughs) just standing in space oh it's doing a flip like deflecting spaceship blaster bolts (laughs) off her lightsabers yeah 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 yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a there's a night sister in like a giant hyperspace ring that's talking to like a former Jedi back on the ground. Oh my god. No, I know. I love that that hyperspace ring so much where it's like we heard you like Attack of the Clones. <laughs> we're we're gonna give you it's like you went to uh Disneyland and it's like their novelty sized giant hyperspace ring that's like if it was food you would buy it and you wouldn't even be able to finish it because this is so big (laughs) but you would buy it anyway I'm going to try to eat it it reminds me all the time of i don't know if you remember this i think it was at the d in muskegon michigan in the early 80s they had a, a, a glazed donut called the texas donut that was like, that was like the size of a tire it was like a glazed donut that was the size of like it was so big and i just and i remember thinking as a kid like i'm gonna eat the texas donut and you'd get like maybe less than halfway through the Texas donut and feel like you wanted to die. (laughs) It's probably what's wrong with me today that I was trying to eat the Texas donut. (laughs) But that's the hyperspace ring. It's the Texas donut. You know what? This whole show is the Texas donut. (laughs) It's huge. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. You, they got to deliver to you in small bites or else you will die. Like, thank God that The Fallen Jedi ended where it did. Even though everyone, you know, thousands, millions of voices screamed out in panic at the end of Fallen Jedi, it couldn't keep going. We need seven days to get our acts together. No. No, I called the doctor and they're like, yeah, you need at least seven days to recuperate. Yeah. <laughs> I got a note to bring to work. I tried going to the emergency room and they're like, we're not going to be able to see you for seven days. This thing, the whole place is filled with other people. Everybody wearing Star Wars t-shirts. Yeah, they all watched Ahsoka. There's a liner on the block. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, before we get yeah too far into part four, Time to Fly had yeah Ahsoka in space. We had... Hera talking to a hologram of Bon Mothma we had Kaz from Resistance's dad being a big old jerk and then to top it all off I love that they just cut to a big close-up of a hologram version of the the Grand Rees Senator guy and he's just like making like a pouty face for a second <laughs> Fancy Rees Yeah, I think text comes up on screen that says this is for you, Gabe <laughs> Yeah, I like to, he didn't say a word the whole time. I'm like, I dare you to say something. Come yeah. like, on. I Dare you to say yeah. something. Yeah. Maybe one of his eyes winked. I don't know. I might've blacked out. And then, you know, in serious talk too. the Mon Mothma thing, it's so great now because it's like, Oh, you're like, Oh my God. Genevieve O'Reilly, Mon Mothma. I love her so much. I love Mon Mothma. But to see, chancellor mon mothma in the new republic now after everything we saw her in andor going through and to see her not being able to act it's it's almost like a play on again in rogue one when Jin. so you know it's like the time to the time to fight is now and mon mothma can't do anything it's almost that same thing again and it's like Mon Mothma, again, she's now the Chancellor, and she wasn't Luthan Rail. She wasn't the one out there blasting starships and putting on a wig and like sending people to their death on suicide missions. Mon Mothma, what we saw in Andor season one, was much more behind the scenes and kind of afraid of what would happen to her and her family. What did happen to her and her family? That story's yet to be told, but now we see Mon Mothma in the position that she wanted and she can't act. She can't do what she knows is right. And that was so awesome and hard to see. My investigation into the attack on the Vesper led me to the Sante shipyards on Corellia, where I was attacked by Imperial loyalists still working for Morgan Elspeth outliers we have former imperials working throughout every level of the new republic government and they have all taken an oath of loyalty long live the empire doesn't sound like the kind of loyalty we're looking for and i knew hera was gonna go out and be like well i'm gonna go anyways too and that was so great and let's talk about jason Sindula. man i was so happy that They just said, screw it. He's just a goofy little kid. Like they're not gonna try to, you know, make him cool or do anything other than what he is, which is just a goofy little kid. And I like that the kid they have. I like his little like Canaan costume with the shoulder thing. He's just hanging out with Chopper. He kind of looks like Freddie Prince Jr. too. It's kinda weird. Yeah, and seeing seeing that kind of carry into to this week's episode too, where it's like Oh, man, you know, like you think the Rebels crew is going to be back together, but they're not yet. It kind of makes sense. It's like Ahsoka and Sabine are out doing their thing. And of course, Hera's hanging out with Jason because she's his mom. Like, what else are they going to do? It's awesome. I really thought, though, in jumping ahead a little bit, I really thought in Fallen Jedi, when the hyperspace ring takes off and all those X-wings explode, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. And, and Jason is like, "Mom, I th- really thought he was going to be like, I peed my pants." <laughs> I, I, I know what I did too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because I because I almost peed my pants watching it. So I was like, I wouldn't blame him. Well, we're still talking about three about time to fly. Let's talk about let's talk about some droids really quick. Hugh Yang, I am blown away by Hugh Yang because it's like at. Times it's like that is a physical prop that is like a puppet that we're looking at and at times it's like that is a computer animated character but it is freaking seamless and it is blowing my mind where the whole time i'm watching hu yang in all these episodes i'm like what am i looking at here yeah i i'm thinking the same thing where it's like i can't tell when he's Real or not real? If he's ever really, really there, or he's always added after the fact, or what? Yeah, he looks so good. I love that his like eyes kind of animate, where he can like blink and do stuff with his light up, even though they're like three PO kind of eyes. And it's just it's so crazy, and I never would have imagined of all the characters like to bring back from Clone Wars. Like it makes sense that it's him, but I never would have thought that they were going to bring him back and bring him back as like a main character where he's literally literally been in every episode. And he's like comic relief in a lot of episodes. He's like, he got a K2SO vibe going on. Well, he's like comic relief and he's like the old mentor character. Cause he's, you know, he's like the oldest character in star Wars at this point. So we get a, he's like a robot Obi-Wan plus cracking jokes. And let's talk about all the crazy droids working in Morgan's giant Texas donut ship. <laughs> they're all just, they got crazy faces and they're all just working away, doing their calculations with talking in robot voices. Like Momentarily, the Jedi has engaged. Boltar. Well, it's like, it's, it's cool enough. We got Morgan back. She's a night sister. She's awesome on her own. And, It's like, how do you make droids cooler? You put clothes on them. And how do you make Morgan Elizabeth cooler? You give her a bunch of droids to hang out with. Some with clothes and some just with crazy, like, yeah, faces with too many eyes and stuff. (laughs) I guess I'm jumping ahead to four a little bit. The fact that we got literally robots punching each other, I almost had to stop. And that was like so early in the episode. I was like, oh, man, there's a full on fist fight between Hu Yang and another robot. <laughs> we can, you know what? Yeah, we can move on to number four, Fallen Jedi. Because, yeah, it starts out with robot and robot fighting, droid fight. I love Sabine and Ahsoka where they're just like, let's go. And they just take off running through the forest. But like, let's figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of like the, the old old Conan movie where he just runs everywhere because it's like, why not? Just gonna run. So I am in love with Balin. Balin is maybe one of the most interesting characters ever. Like I it's so such a bummer that the actor is no longer with us because like a like a Balin spin-off series. I mean, hey, maybe the next Remember when Filoni announced that they're doing a tales, another season of Tales of the Jedi? Balin in Tales of the Jedi Season 2. Yeah, I hope so. Because, yeah, it was like he's one of those characters that they just looked cool before you got to see them do anything. And now that we get to see him do stuff and hear him talk and just kind of where he's coming from. Yeah, he is just really, really a cool, interesting character. And the fight with him and Ahsoka this week was insane and just the stuff they were talking about and like i even i think almost my favorite part of all that was just i think at the end when sabine's just shooting at him and he's just blocking all the blaster bolts but he's like barely moving his arm because it's like he doesn't even need to you know he's just like moves in an inch i'm just gonna block everything he just looks so cool my what i'm wondering with him because he like he doesn't seem to care about thrawn coming back is and he also has no allegiance to the old ways of the Jedi or does he because he he doesn't necessarily want to kill Ahsoka he almost just wants her to just be doing her own thing is his kind of thought is the the thing that we've seen in books a lot that these wars come and go and If he aligns himself with Thrawn, he'll be in a position to bring back a new form of force user that is neither like light or dark. I don't want to use the word gray, but something like a pure force user? Yeah, I don't know. I keep trying to figure that out, too, where up till this week, it seemed like he wasn't as interested in Thrawn. But this week, it seemed like there was... I mean, he wants... Thrawn to come back. He wants, I don't know the order that's going to come from Thrawn, but yeah, what he wants to do with that. I still, he's still kind of a mystery. When it's, I, it's like, I almost wonder if he wants both sides to like destroy he, each other and almost kind of what rises up as the First Order with Palpatine, Snoke, and Kylo Ren. Like, he doesn't see that coming. And maybe in his mind, kind of like what, Happens with the First Order is something he could bring about, but not in like a Sith kind of way. I don't know. Cause he's talking about like power. And he, yeah, it's almost like he's just like, let them fight, let them destroy each other. Cause war is just going to keep coming. And in the end, we'll still be here because we're force users. But he would also know that Luke Skywalker is out there. Right. He would have to. He knows Ahsoka. He knows. There's Luke Skywalker, there's a Jedi out there, and that he's probably the son of Anakin. He knows Anakin became Darth Vader. Yeah, I don't mean, I don't know. But he might not know that Anakin, nobody knows that Anakin killed Palpatine. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting what exactly Balin wants. And when you're listening to this, you probably already know. And you're probably like, haha ha, guys, you fools. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, just so much good stuff. The uh I mean, before we get to the that whole confrontation, just uh Ahsoka and Sabine kind of teaming up against Shin and Mollusk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever his name is, Martin. Martin Marvin. Which I know everyone has to, you know, go crazy and who it's this person, it's that person, it's whatever. And then I know some people after tonight are like, see, he was a nobody. It doesn't matter. But I think it's something in the middle because we've never had a character that pops like a balloon. <laughs> like something crazy happened when he died, right? Like he got cut and then like powdered sugar, you know, chocolate chocolate milk powder came out of him or something and he just like floated away, right? Or was I imagining that? Was that me just losing consciousness? Is and I'm saying it's night sister magic. It's night sister magic. He was he is like undead. He is like zombie inquisitor. And when he was like cut, that like whoosh, like escaped out like Night Sister Magic. Yeah, like when Grievous attacked Daphne, right? Weren't they like summoning spirits and stuff to fight with them or am i just imagining that right like right if, if you are imagining it i imagined it too so yeah so it's kind of like okay it's not star killer from the force unleashed game whatever who cares but it's like he's not just like some random dude too like there's there's something to this that we haven't seen before which is which is pretty cool yeah i think we have just seen the tip of what morgan is what she can do and what she will do witchy green fire stuff. Well, and that's, I think the thing we really got to give the show credit for too, is like, even though this is a show with like all the main good guy characters are like, you know, fan favorites with, with years of history and animated shows and things. But the fact that they gave us multiple villains who all on their own, are really awesome and cool. And then the fact that there's like Morgan and Balin and Shin and potentially zombie inquisitors and just these crazy droids, like that's pretty amazing that we got all these new bad guys that are like as interesting as these characters we've known for years. And Morgan's got like a whole squad of like gas mask enforcer dudes That are always just hanging around, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much going on in this episode. Yeah, there was the return of Carson Teva, superstar pilot. There was a Rodian pilot, first time for everything, who I don't think made it. I just found out that one of the pilots was Brendan Wayne, which is an awesome cameo, keeping it going. That Rodian pilot, though. With the squeaky voice. (laughs) Oh, I know. I was so happy to see them and so sad to see them go like a shooting star. They burned out fast and bright. Yeah, that that whole sequence with the uh, hyperspace ring, because I was like, they did a good job of like, I think I know what's going to happen. And then as it got closer, I'm like, are they really going to do that? And then they really did do it. it. It's like, I don't know. This is really cool. Let's talk about Sabine and the choice she makes where she gives the the magical ball back to Balin because he like goes into her mind and f- figures out about Ezra. And she wants to bring Ezra back so bad that she goes along with Balin's plan to be like he promises he won't betray her your family died on Mandalore because your master didn't trust you Sabine you and I share a common goal to make this journey you to be reunited with your long lost friend and I, to serve a greater good. Come with me, willingly. I give you my word, no harm will come to you. Sabine, you will be reunited with your friend. It's the only way do it for Ezra and you know what the crazy thing is it's like I kind of believe Balin yeah I know me too right like they that's what was so good it was a, it was like yeah give him the ball do it <laughs> like sitting at home And I'm like, I had such mixed emotions because I'm literally watching it by myself. And I'm like, Sabine, don't. Sabine, no. Sabine, don't. But I'm like, but I don't blame you. And I still trust Sabine. I trust that she's going to do the right thing. She is scrappy and she gets stuff done. Her on that ship is like, they're kind of like, oh, whatever. But she's literally their worst nightmare. She is going to mess stuff up. And if they do find Ezra Bridger, what is that guy up to? That is going to be nuts. They're like, Oh, we got Thrawn, but no one is going to count on that wild man as a bridger. And what he's going to, he's going to have like a slingshot or something. He's going to be throwing fruit at people. He's going to have like a skateboard and he's going to go flying through space. Yeah. He's going to have some large sea creature with wheels on it that he can ride like a skateboard <laughs> wearing a fur cape. Hopefully the plot, Is getting thick The plot is getting crazy And that was crazy enough right And then they show like the water Because Balin pushed Sabine Into the water Again I'm watching it and I'm like oh no But I know she's going to be okay Wait 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 before we get to this Jump back a little bit Him and Ahsoka are fighting Ahsoka's got to get the ball She grabs the ball It burns her hand Bad So is this Indiana Jones? Is she going to have some of the star map burned into her hand? Yes. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of because I was like, oh, man, they're going to get away. He blows up the the ball map, but she's got it burned into his hand, her hand. Didn't even think of that 100%. Again, people listening to this in the year 2072 are like, yeah, would you guys just watch the show? Yes, we did. <laughs> we did minutes ago. Yeah, so there's so there's all that going on because it just seems like it's got to go somewhere because people don't usually grab hot stuff in Star Wars and get burned. <laughs> like has that ever really happened? Other than Anakin's whole body getting burned, but you know, Anbaru a- never grabbed like a hot pot of. Of stew and was like, "Ooh, I burned my hand." So maybe she did, and maybe that's why she was able to slap Riva like she did, because she had no feeling in the palm of her hand. Yeah, her hand was just an inch thick of calluses from grabbing hot pots. She just slapped the lightsaber out of her hand, <laughs> which she did, <laughs> and then like turned around and slapped <laughs> her in the face to the other direction. <laughs> Yeah, so Ahsoka falls off the cliff, she's laying in the water, or we see the water, right? And it's like, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, what's going on? And then Ahsoka wakes up, and I knew as soon as she woke up and there was like stars around her, I was like, oh, here here we go. And then, yeah, she stands up and she is in the world between worlds, and it looked awesome in live action. Yeah. Well, and I love the fact that most of the this last week's episode in this episode with them with the map when we got to that it was like oh okay this is what we saw in the trailer and we thought it was a world between worlds but they're just kind of like screwing with us by having something that looks similar and it's like oh they're not really fighting in the world between worlds they're just fighting at the map but then in the same episode it's like oops nope you know surprise world between worlds and right away i had to turn the subtitles on the captions on because you hear hayden christian say hey snips master i didn't expect to see you so soon So, so I'm trying to figure this out. Hayden Christian, like, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin Skywalker, is in the World Between Worlds. Did he have the scar? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he had the scar. And, and, yeah, I'm really wondering what they're going to be doing because it looked like they, like, made him look, tried, like, they de-aged him a little bit to look closer to... Younger Anakin, which makes me wonder if they did that because they're going to be contrasting that with an older Anakin we see. Because like in Kenobi, they kind of didn't care because it was like he was only ever like younger Anakin when he was actual Hayden and not Vader. But I wonder if we're going to see like different Anakins, like if we'll see post Return of the Jedi robes, like not Revenge of the Sith Anakin. I don't know. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Well, and the music is like all nice and everything when Ahsoka is smiling at him. Then when it cuts to black, it goes to like a like a a very Vader esque kind of thing going on. And it's like, what are what are you trying to tell us? Is that is is it something or is it just like reminding people watching it that oh, you know, don't forget he was Darth Vader. Is this? I guess what I'm getting at is is this really? good Jedi revenge of the Sith Anakin in the world between worlds. And how does that make any sense? Yeah. No, cause I was thinking the same thing when it, when it went to the like evil music. I'm like, Ooh, is this more like the Mortis stuff where it's like a vision? It's, it's a vision. It's not, yeah, it's not what, what you think it is. Cause yeah. Cause if it's really post return of the Jedi Anakin, why doesn't he look like, the return of the Jedi version in the Kenobi looking robes and, and all, in all chill. Like, why does he still look like he, I mean, he looks like Darth Vader, right? That's Darth Vader, Anakin. Look, it's, if it's, it's the very end of Anakin version. Like it's not the Clone Wars, Anakin. I never, ever, ever thought that the last scene of this would be the last scene of this would be smiling Incredible, incredible hair, Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker. Even if it would have just stopped at her waking up in the World Between Worlds, this episode would have been amazing, incredible. And then that just yeah, pushed it over the pushed it over the top. Yeah. Is it is it if it is like a vision, like if it's almost like like contact. And you know Like when Jodie Foster goes to the alien planet At the end and, her, and it's her dad But it's not really her dad It's an alien But the alien shows itself as her dad because, for, As a, like a nice messenger So Jodie Foster doesn't freak out Hi Sparks Dad You're not real None of this is real. That's my scientist. When I was unconscious, you downloaded my thoughts, my memories, even. That's a We thought this might make things easier for you. Is it somehow like the force spirit of Anakin, like manifesting itself into this place in the world between worlds in an image that is comforting for ahsoka like the last time that anakin the last time that ahsoka really saw anakin right because it's like her memory of anakin not necessarily what anakin is unless that's the thing i always wondered with luke it's like does only luke see the ghost is it, are the ghosts the luke thing but i guess now we've seen kenobi seeing them but it's like the do they look the way they look because it's how the person who's seeing them remembers them as opposed to them, like choosing how they look. So, like if 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 she sees Anakin, he's going to look like she remembers him. Where Luke doesn't know what he looked like, so he looks like Kenobi because that's what he thinks a Jedi looks like. Well, and you know, even in that, from a certain point of view, book the the Brotherhood story by Mike Chen, it's kind of they can look however they want to look when they present themselves in like spirit form. I mean, Anakin is the chosen one, too. If he wants to have his force energy be a part of the world between worlds, and he presents a, an image that will be comforting for Ahsoka yeah, to bring her back, I don't know. I, I almost like this is like, it's like a lesson between Master and Apprentice now with Ahsoka and Anakin, where, like I, what I said in the beginning of the episode, where people are just like, Ahsoka doesn't seem like the Ahsoka, blah, 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 blah. Maybe this is her final lesson with her master. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that even when we were earlier talking about like Balin and Sabine, where it is almost like in these first few episodes, like Balin seems like much much more chill than Ahsoka. Like, like I get Sabine like wanting to go and trusting him because he's almost being like coming across more compassionate than Ahsoka was, especially with this episode her starting about like, hey, if we have to choose between Ezra. And, and letting Thrawn escape, you know, we got to do what's right and leave Ezra there and kind of like being really cold and, and maybe not the right thing, maybe not the wrong thing. I don't know. But she's being very unemotional about it. And then Balin kind of playing that up of like, hey, I, I'm going to help you find your friend, you know, and it is the whole thing of like, he's not asking her to do anything evil. So you kind of get her going with him. Like like we said, you know, watching the episode and she gives him the ball. It's just like, well, yeah, makes sense. And then he explodes the ball by shoving his lightsaber blade into it for like 30 seconds. So good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, have no, I have no idea how crazy this is going to get. Because like after last week, we got the whales again. And it was like, oh, man, the whales are back. I feel like we're going to see the Bendu. I think the Bendu is going to show up. Well, next week's episode again. People in the future listening to this are like, "You fools!" But next week episode. Next week's episode is directed by Dave Filoni, and it's it, I, I don't what's even going to happen next week because yeah, the Bendu. What is Anakin going to be showing her in the world between worlds? World between worlds live action style. Is next week's episode going to be the most anticipated and the most watched episode of any Star Wars TV series? Maybe. Well, and where is the rest of the season going? Because I feel like as much fun as this show is turning out to be, that I feel like this is going to end where we're like, no, well, we got to wait till season two. Like, I don't think with four more episodes, is it going to end with them just getting to Thrawn and Ezra? Are they going to get to Thrawn and Ezra next week? The week after that? I mean, I guess... It's weird because we've had so many of the shows at this point. I mean, we had three seasons of Mando that are all like eight episodes and it always feels like they're not going to get through everything, but then they kind of do. So I think the only example we can go off of is with Mando season three, everybody and their brother thought that the whole thing was going to be, oh, Mando's got to get to the living waters of Mandalore. And that's probably going to happen at the end of the season. And it was like, nope, like end of the second episode or something. Or first episode, Mando's in the living waters. And you're just like, what the heck's going to happen in the rest of the season? And it's like, well, buckle up, because nobody, nobody's ready for a bunch of Mandalorians on the beach. Right, yeah. And we're, we're through everything in the trailers. We're in unch- uncharted territory starting next week. Four more episodes. I just like right now, as of recording... I'm glad we're recording this where we are right now, because... When I stopped and grabbed the computer and went downstairs to, to do this episode, the internet, the Star Wars community on the internet was going crazy. And it should be forever like documented in a snapshot in time of when everyone is just losing their damn minds. Hayden Christensen, 2023. Hayden Christensen is the king, 2023. And we're here, we're here to see all this happen. And I can't be happier about it. It's wonderful ahsoka and anakin in live action it's really really crazy and that yeah between kenobi and this we got attack of the clones anakin back we've got revenge of the sith anakin back and by next week who knows what other maybe we'll get little phantom menace anakin back i don't know who knows what's gonna happen oh my god yeah yeah it's 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 so crazy and it's like like we were saying earlier too the rest of the episode was insane And we can't even remember what happened because Anakin showed up at the end and wiped our minds. You know, it's like there's so much good stuff in this week, this episode. All I remember is droid on droid fighting. There's a lot of lightsaber fights. we it got to give a shout out to the sound design and the lightsaber sounds in this episode and the last episode. Yeah, new lightsaber sounds are always a treat. Oh, how could we almost forget Ninja Smoke? Straight up Ninja Smoke. Shokusugi style, like a Revenge of the Ninja, just ninja smoke. That was so good. It's like Shin was so pissed that Sabine faked her out with the with the wrist missiles that she had to just show off with some full on ninja smoke and disappear. Michael Michael Dudikoff, yeah, in any minute, he's gonna jump (laughs) out. That's that's hey, that's who's gonna show up next week in the World Between Worlds. It's gonna be Dudikoff. Be like, is that the American Ninja? And Atkins be like, yeah, well, yes, it is. (laughs) We need all the help we can get against Thrawn. Calling in all the ninjas. (laughs) We got Shokasugi. We got Dudikoff. We got Sonny Chiba as the Street Fighter with no shirt on. He's going to be punching somebody on the top Mm -hmm. of the head. The ninjas from uh, The Hunted with uh, Christopher Lambert on a train. The ninja lady who cuts her face off so people don't see who her who she is after she dies, so she cuts off her own face. Oh, that movie's so good. We've we've got the dudes on the flying things from the beginning of Highlander 2, The Quickening. Yeah. <laughs> well, which we almost did, man. Marvin doing the full-on Inquisitor spin with his blades. The coolest it's ever looked, uh Maybe even compared to the animated stuff, like there was a couple just really cool shots of him spinning that. Yeah, between the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and this show, we've had like so much live action Inquisitors. And every once in a while, you just got to take a step back and be like this, whoever would have thought. Hello, third sister. All right, folks. Well, that's where we're at right now. Ahsoka 3 and 4. Hell yeah, we want more. 5, got to stay alive. Is there anything more to be said about Ahsoka's three and four? Just just stay, yeah. We gotta stay alive another week, seven more days. Eat healthy. Don't take any risks. Be careful while you're driving. Don't operate heavy machinery. Yeah, just be careful. Take care of yourself in the next seven days, and I don't. And just tell your friends and loved ones that you love them, and have your will and everything ready to go, just in case you die of a heart attack next week could be a doozy could be a doozy i can't believe we've got four episodes more to go that is nuts all right folks guess what leave a review on apple podcasts or on spotify so you can help out the show and make sure you check out the website lastpointspodcast.com instagram twitter facebook and if you're on facebook the super chill group is the place to be people talking about ahsoka in the past there, so if you're listening to this In the future, you can go back into the past And see what everybody was talking about On the Blast Points Army on Patreon Which by the time you're listening to this hopefully, hopefully there's some new stuff on there All the members of the Blast Points Army, thank you so much For your continuing support, it means the world to us We'll be doing more of these socas And people in the future will be listening to them in the world between worlds Who knows <laughs> Anakin Skywalker is going to be listening to these, so. Yeah, so uh, stock up on Ninja Smoke, and uh, just like that, poof, we're out of here. (laughs) We'll talk to everybody soon. Bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. When the title came on and it said Fallen Jedi, the first thing that popped in my mind is I, like, for a second, I thought it said "Fallen Jedi. And I was like, oh, we're going to get, like, a Skizor Jedi. <laughs> but, that, but then I was like, no, that's stupid. It says Fallen Jedi. May the Force be with you!